That was James Blundell with Kimberley Moon. And if you've ever been to the Kimberley, you'll know exactly how he feels about the moon that uh, shines up there. From Broome, you can actually witness the staircase to heaven. It's a bit of a thing to do in Broome. Anyway, that serves to introduce Rita Ehrlich's piece on her current visit to the Kimberley region. She's in Broome and she met up with a legend in the pearl industry, Marilyn Paspaley. And Marilyn's also the owner of uh, some accommodation, including an historic piece of accommodation once lived in by Lord McAlpine. Marilyn, we're sitting in the dining room in this wonderful, wonderful boutique hotel called McAlpine House. Tell us about the history of the building. Rita, this is a very old property. It was actually built in 1910. It was built by a pearling master's wife, uh, Mrs Talboy, and uh, she started off with the little building over there that you see. In fact, that's where you're staying, in one of the rooms over there, and it was as simple as that, with just a kitchen and a bathroom. And uh, slowly over the years it evolved as their family became bigger. They would add another building and so on. So in terms of its style, it's a little bit different to the other Pearling Masters homes in Broome. Thankfully um, they're, they're still here to, for people to see, but it, it, it grew like Topsy, rather than being one very large building with everything in within it. So it's, it's quite distinctive. It's very distinctive because it's got lots of open space and, and a very established garden with lots and lots of big trees. Yes, we actually have a tamarind tree in the backyard, which I truly believe is the largest uh, tamarind tree on this entire peninsula. Where you see a tamarind tree, it's very much a sign that the Malaccans, who used to come here fishing for troika shell, uh, set up their camps, and they always travel with tamarind pods because it's a marvellous form of a source of vitamin C and they use it in cooking a lot, in Asian cooking. And so I think they were coming here a long time ago because that tree is absolutely huge. Isn't that wonderful? So the garden is its own history. Absolutely, it is. Now, when this is said to be where uh, Lord McAlpine lived too... That's correct. Did he buy the house or did he just rent the house? No, no, he bought it. And not only did he buy this one, but he basically bought nearly every Master Perler's home in Broome because at that time they were quite run down. The younger families really didn't want to live in them. They're very hard to maintain and they weren't air-conditioned and so on. And so um, they were used very much by pearling masters who used to allow their crew to live in them when they were uh, in at shore. And Lord McAlpine came to Broome, fell madly in love with it, bought this one here for his private residence, and then because he saw the, the standard or the, 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 the deterioration of all the others, he literally bought up nearly every single one, renovated them, and uh, sold them off to friends. So he preserved a part of Broome's history in that way as well. He did. He's, his statue stands on Town Beach, and it was, or is it Cable Beach? And it was lovely because on one of the tours we took, one of the guides stood beside him and told us his story and how extraordinarily good he was to the whole town, not just in terms of tourism. 
And as she spoke, she patted the statue <laughs> as, as if she were patting him, though I'm not sure anyone would have dared to pat him in quite that way. <laughs> no, he but was it was, a, it was It was very affectionate. Yes. He, uh, he, actually, um, he actually based the design of Cable Beach, the architecture of Cable Beach, on this property here. And so he started with all of the, uh, the bungalows out there, which is this same bungalow style. The style of architecture here is very, uh, very distinctive. It's corrugated iron, no gutters to allow for wet weather, and a lattice to allow the breeze through. Yes, well, when you think that this was uh, 1910 and onwards, everything had to be shipped to Broome. And so, in terms of the practicality, it was brilliant. These men were very practical men because they were seagoing men, so they, they didn't uh, fluff around in, at any, in any way. If you look at it, all the corrugated iron stacks on top of each other. So it's actually a very flat uh, volume, if you like. It's certain width wide, certain length, but then it all just simply stacks. And then the the uh, larger uh, iron for the for the roof is the same thing, all stacks on top of each other. The lattice was made locally and the timber was all the fabulous Jarrah. And that was all brought up from Perth as well. And it was all cut and, and uh, just planks. And so really the practicality of it in terms of the volume of shipping and therefore the cost of shipping was, was well thought out by these men. They did a very good job of it too. Now, you acquired this in 2000. Yes. How did you come to acquire it? Well, I actually had a business associate in from, from France visiting Australia at the time, and I brought it to Groom because at that time I was executive director of Paspali's Retail and, uh, and also the jewellery manufacturing. And I brought her to Australia and then brought her down to here because I thought she'd, she'd like to experience Broom, the, the really the home of pearling in the early days. And uh, I booked her in here, which was a little bed and breakfast at the time, and thought it was so gorgeous. <laughs> and then two years later, when I heard that it was for sale, I romantically bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've added quite a lot to it. I have, but I haven't changed the original. So I've, I've modified it slightly, not the form of it, but what's inside the walls. So over there was just three bedrooms, but you had to, there were only shared bathrooms and so on, which was really not appropriate anymore. And so I sacrificed one of the bedrooms and put on suites onto the rooms and made myself a rather uh, practical little storage area. And I turned the bathrooms into my storage for linen and so on. So, and I built the three garden suites and I got us out of the dirt. I floated the deck right throughout the garden so we weren't in the dirt all the time. Put a big decking around the pool. We did the pool and so on. So, And uh, I didn't change the colour though. The colour that Lord McAlpine had was a cream colour for the, for the walls and a red colour for the columns. But the Wilkinsons who bought it between Alistair and me, they decided to turn it into that little boutique uh, bed and breakfast. And they, he's a builder. And so they painted everything white with green. It's rather fresh, I think. Yes, it I is. I really don't want... I don't feel a need to change that. No, it suits, it suits the surroundings. Mm. And it's much cooler than the cream and the red. That was actually a very hot look 
in his climate. Yes, very striking, but very hot, yes. whereas the green blends into the green of the garden. Yes, yes. So over the 22 years you've had this, you would have noticed quite big changes in broom too. Yes, well, it's been through many stages, Rita. You know, it's been had some very difficult times. We're quite remote. We relied heavily on uh, tourism from visitors from Perth, from Western Australia. And really, when you think of it, when Alistair first built Cable Beach Club, it was a remarkable thing to do because here we are in the middle of nowhere and he truly felt that the world would come here. And the world did come here for a few years until the airline strike, the pilot strike. Oh, of course, yes. It had a profound effect on the town. Everything closed down. Uh, His businesses went... uh, really didn't work well. And... um, because of that. And uh, so over the years, everything deteriorated. Uh, 2020, that was really why he sold everything here. Uh, Oh, of course. But in 2020, when I bought it, uh, it was still very quiet, to be honest. 2020 or 2000? Oh, I beg your pardon. (laughs) I don't even know where I am. In 2000, yes, very quiet. But it only had six rooms then. So now I don't have that many more. I have nine. But uh, we've just changed it a little bit and and brought it into the, into the current day. Have you enjoyed it? It's ups and downs. Do you know, strangely enough, uh, it's, it's incredibly hard work because it's an old property. But yeah, and you're my a, husband's... You're a, a hands-on owner, well, it has to yes, be said. Yes, yes. I totally. Um, thankfully, my husband's the son of a builder, so <laughs> he's never <laughs> idle. And, uh, and I'm never idle because uh, I actually... I actually like to know that we're maintaining the standard, and so I'm hands-on on a daily basis. I enjoy cooking for people, so you'll see me at breakfast several times a week, and uh, I, I'm in the housekeeping or anywhere I need to be. It's a, in tourism terms. It's a, this is we're on location, which is why we have the sounds in the background. Yes. In tourism terms, this is a most unusual hotel. It is, yes. I think we can call, we're called a hotel because we are fully licensed. But the size of it is unusual for a hotel. It, it, it's, it's definitely boutique. But I, I don't, don't really mind what it's called, as long as people are enjoying it. <laughs> you know, it, it, yes. that really doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it attracts a certain type of traveller. And that type of traveller I, I really enjoy dealing with. I really enjoy chatting to them and, and, and sharing the knowledge of the town because there's so much to do and see here. And very often people think of it purely as a beach resort. But Broome is so much more. It's got a fascinating history. Uh, it's, um, it's full of artists. It's, got great sh- it's attracted great chefs from everywhere. And I think it really, really uh, hits the high ball. Well, I know everyone we've met in Broome says how much they love it. I was speaking to friends in Melbourne last night who said, Broome, oh, we love Broome. Oh, that's we keep We keep going back, they said. And it's that sort of place, I think. It gets, it's one of those places that gets under your skin. You either get it mm. or you don't. 
Yes. Yeah, you're either here once or you're here lots of times. That's right. And I think the more you actually uh, do stay on this side of town where you have a chance of understanding the history, visiting the History Museum, which is a, an absolute gem, wandering through the wonderful, wonderful art galleries by local artists and also an extraordinary collection of, of Indigenous art here, remarkable. And you, you dine in the style of Broome, which is outside and very relaxed with influences from all around the world. I think, uh, I think you, you have a chance to discover Broome for yourself rather than just be doing something that you read about in a brochure. I think that's right. Mm. So we're going to say goodbye and thank you. And I'm also going to say see you next time. <laughs> thank you, Rita. Until then. That was Rita Ehrlich in conversation in Broome with local Marilyn Paspaley.